Welcome to the Free Your Fears podcast. If you have always had that feeling deep down that you are here to do big things with your life and you are ready to step into your power, then you are in the right place. This is your one-stop shop for no bullshit advice on how to break through your limitations, stop playing small and create the life and business you desire. I am your host, Caitlin from Complete by Caitlin, and I help ambitious women break out of self-sabotage so they can stand in their power and create the impact and income they want. I'm so excited you are here, and I cannot wait to jump into today's episode with you. And we are back for another awesome episode of Free Your Fears. I am super excited this week because I have launched my masterclass for the 28th of April at 7 p.m. Melbourne, Sydney time. We will be talking about everything from how to get from your fears to your most fierce self. So bit of play on words from yours truly. You're welcome. But it's called From Fears to Fierce. And I am so, so excited because we are going to be going through all things on how to stop letting fear get in the way of your goals, how to break free of self-sabotage, how to stop your inner critic running the show, how to manage your overwhelm and anxiety, and how to find your most authentic self and be unapologetically you. And this is a free masterclass, so I want you guys to come join me, be there, ask me questions, be in the vibes, like give yourself so much like information and education and understanding yourself and what to do with all of that. I am super pumped for this. So this is a great week. And today I want to talk about like why we don't get results because it all comes into this, right? It all comes back to fears and how we feel about ourselves. And, you know, I talked about so much um, the self-sabotage and where it comes from a couple of episodes ago because the, the thing that I think is frustrating everyone is that they're just going around in circles. It's like you're chasing your tails to feel the same, to be in essentially the same position. Or sometimes we do get results and we still feel the same. And so we're on this like treadmill running around like on this hamster wheel, just like we just going around, around circles and achieving all these things and still feeling like kind of shit about it. So I want to talk about like why we don't get results and what to do about it because it's so important that we understand. So the two reasons I'm going to talk about today is inner critic and emotions. Yeah. So first, firstly, we want to start with, there is a model called the model and it was done by Brooke Castillo. And it is like, when I learned this, my brain just exploded. And it's something I always teach my clients. Cause I'm like, if you can nail this model, like crazy. And it's essentially what they use in cognitive behavioral therapy as well. But what it looks at is how our thoughts determine our feelings, our feelings determine our actions and our actions determine our results. And then we get our circumstances. So circumstances are never like they sort of are in our control, but there's outside uh, forces. But how we think and feel and create those circumstances is determined by us. And so, you know, the top of the model, the C line is just kind of is whatever, like we can sort of control it. But the most important thing is what we can control, which is how we show up in our lives, how we think and feel about things and what actions we can take so we can move towards the results and circumstances that we do desire. And the biggest thing that I see is our inner critic getting in our way. 
Yeah. And our inner critic is really, it's like that chatterbox in your brain. And it's saying, oh, you know, you're not good enough or you feel scared or you're incapable or you don't know enough to do that. Who are you to do this? Whatever it is. You can't say that because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's really loud, especially at the start of your journey. It's really loud and it feels like you are constantly victimized by a voice in your head. And what also happens is that we associate ourselves and our personality and our identity with that voice. So everything that voice is saying, we take on as this is me because it's in my brain and I can hear these thoughts. It must be me. It must be who I am. And this is not true. Your thoughts are not your identity. And it's really important to know this because if you do believe that your thoughts are your identity and that they can't be changed, you will be stuck in a cycle forever of feeling the same way. And it doesn't really matter about your circumstance or your result. You will feel the same way because if you constantly say that you're not good enough, it like you could have everything in the world and you could still have the same thought. Because the truth is, it's not the external world that's going to change how we think and feel about ourselves. That is our work. And that is the best thing ever. So how does this work, right? Imagine one thing that I see a lot, especially working with business owners, is, you know, they go to put something out there or launch a program or whatever. And in those early days, it's like crickets. (laughs) It's crickets. So circumstance is that... No one has replied to my program. Their thought, it's because it's not good enough. I'm not good enough. I must be an imposter. I'm doing something wrong. I am blah, 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 right? So they they personalize the whole experience and make it about them. When they're in this almost victimizing themselves, they are victimizing themselves state, the feeling that comes up. our business or in our life or in any uh, circumstance. For example, your partner might come back, come home one day and decide that he's leaving. And so the circumstances that he leaves, our thought is he's left because I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy of love. And then our feeling is going to be overwhelmed and anxiety. Our action is binging or numbing or avoidance or crying or whatever it happens to be. And the result over time may be, you know, putting on weight or not doing our work and all of that. And that comes back to the thought line that I'm unworthy and all of that, even though, again, even putting on weight doesn't mean you're unworthy. If your partner leaves, doesn't mean you're unworthy. If no one signs up for your program, doesn't mean you're unworthy. If your business fails, doesn't mean you're unworthy. But this is the thoughts that we're having and we're making it mean that. And so we repeat this cycle over and over and over, which stops us getting the result we want because the result we want is the successful relationship, the successful business, the successful whatever it is and what that looks like for us. So... This is really like it comes back to these thoughts and feelings that we're having on a day to day basis. And I want to start at the thought line because this is something that's probably the easiest to control, like yes or no. And then I want to get into feelings because 
the feelings part is a little bit harder to work through because it's such a people are so afraid to feel negative emotions to feel they're not even negative emotions they're just unfreaking comfortable like overwhelm anxiety sadness anger all in your body is like <laughs> you want to move away from those feelings and that's the way the brain is wired so it's normal to want to avoid them however in our avoidance of those emotions we are generally moving away from the result we want and if you want to know if you're moving away from the result you want what are the actions you are taking right and why so the Thought line, which I call the inner critic, well, it's not the inner critic. I mean, all thoughts, it doesn't have to be an inner critic. But usually when we are not getting the results we want, it's an inner critic thought. Because if it wasn't and, you know, if someone didn't sign up for your program and you were like, it doesn't mean anything about me, I'm still amazing. And you acted from that place and that confidence, guarantee you'll get a result, 100%. Or if your partner comes home and leaves and you're like, doesn't say anything about me. I know I'm still worthy. You're going to go out. You're still going to feel amazing. You're going to find a partner if that's what you desire. All of these things. You're still going to get the result that you actually want. But it starts with understanding these parts. So I want to give you a quick overview of why you have an inner critic or why these thoughts come up. And then what to what different types there are because we all kind of have a bit of a different inner critic um and i will let you know the book that i did a lot of well the authors i did a lot of research with this on because i found it really helpful to understand that one you're not alone you're not alone with this voice everyone has these voices um everyone has an inner critic i think there's like i don't know there's some weird statistics that's like seven percent of people don't have an inner monologue and i was like (laughs) crazy Uh, but most people have an inner monologue most of them have like pretty much everyone I know has self-doubt everyone has this voice so that's totally fine all right so why is she here well the inner critic is really here again to protect you from you know perceived harm and once upon a time this was super helpful because we our perceived harm wasn't really perceived it was like there's a tiger, there's a lion, someone's trying to kill you, like avoid, get away, your voice is going, run, literally creates an emotion. So we run because then we get the adrenaline, everything we need. These days, it's psychologically constructed based on experience, based on conditioning. And it's, it's just saying that there's a possibility of pain, shame or abandonment. And this voice is going to try to stop you from feeling shame, pain or abandonment. So it's it's really quite a judgmental voice, which is what we find. And it's going and it's really pushing and judging what it truly believes will protect you from hurt and pain. And it's thinking is, okay, if I can get you to act and be a certain way, then you won't be shamed or rejected and you might get approval. And if you get approval, you'll be loved, you'll be safe, you'll have warm food on the table, you whatever it is. And so if this comes into the judgments, right, it says like you have to be and look a certain way and it gives you a rule book. It's essentially a rule book is your inner critic. And it's like if you try to break those rules, it attacks you. It's like, no, we don't do this. We can't do this. This is unsafe. And this part of you actually thinks it's helping. It thinks it's helping you from not feeling more suffering. That was terrible English, guys. I'm so sorry. 
but <laughs> it's it's stopping you from experiencing more suffering and it's so- stopping from you from experiencing pain or things that we have said will be painful or what it perceives as painful and it's going to vary from person to person based on our conditioning and our uh, belief systems and all of this sort of stuff so here's the different types of inner critics and they come from bonnie vice 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 like edelweiss <laughs> and jay early they have lots of books on taming your inner critic and all that sort of stuff so the first one which i always like to talk touch on because I think us women (laughs) really can get a lot from this one and understanding the perfectionist. Yeah. If it's not perfect, it's not valid. And it's saying like, even if you do something, it's never good enough because it's just, we're so afraid that there is a tiny little thing that we haven't seen that magically someone else is going to see. And if they see that it's not perfect, then we are at risk of judgment and failure. And the perfectionist wants to prevent us from doing anything that may be seen as not good enough. Okay. And it sometimes goes like, overworking or underworking so it's severe procrastination is often a form of perfectionism because it's like what's the point it's never going to be good enough anyway and then on the other side of that it's overworking 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 and always doing everything to the nth degree where it leaves you burnt out and exhausted this is the the thing about perfectionism is that it's so tricky because it's okay to have pride in your work it's just when it's detrimental to you like you can still have good quality work it does just is this point where it's so often worn as a badge of honor i am a perfectionist and it's like awesome how's that helping you because it is helping you in some ways because it protects you from harm and fear of judgment but on the other hand it's probably stopping you from doing a lot of things that you want to do in your life The next one is a taskmaster. So the taskmaster is really like trying to get you to work harder in order to be successful. It motivates you by telling you that if by doing nothing or by having a day off, like you're lazy, you're stupid, all of these sorts of things. Like you have to work harder because if you don't, then it means that you are stupid and competent. And this one often goes into battle with the procrastinating part as well because it wants to avoid work. And this one's like, you must work, otherwise you're unworthy. And so there's often this battle between people that do want to take a day off um, or they have procrastinated. And if they've procrastinated, this part steps in and is like, you shouldn't have done that. What's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> all of that stuff. It's kind of like having a boot in the center of your back and just like pushing you forward the whole time. Uh, this often presents as like, I'm, if I'm not busy, I won't be successful. And that belief, like nothing worth having ever comes easy. You have to work hard for money. You have to work hard for success. You have to work hard to be worthy. That's really coming in with the taskmaster as an inner critic. The next one, which I definitely see in a lot of emotional binge eating, binge behaviors is, and compulsive dieting is like inner controller. And this is like, you've done this behavior and then you get shamed by the inner voice. Okay. You get shamed with, you should know better. What's wrong with you? And this 
feels so, (laughs) so awful. And it's something that keeps us in this cycle. And I'll touch on the, I'll go back to the model here. So circumstance, I binged. You can't change it now. It just is what it is. I binged and, or ate a lot of food. Sorry. The thought, I mean, it's a judgmental thought that I binged. So I ate two, they're all thoughts. Um, (laughs) anyway, whatever, but the circumstances that you overate. And then the thought is you should know better. You're so shit. What's wrong with you? Your feeling is going to be overwhelm and anxiety. And then action from that tends to be the restriction, like extreme restriction for the next 24 hours or however long. This is then tends to be outweighed by your desire to indulge, which comes from another part of you. And that wants to rebel against this extreme control. So then you indulge and you let yourself quote unquote go. This inner controller comes in and does the same thing. And so this keeps the pattern going around around circles and it feels awful. It feels awful being stuck with an inner controller. I 100% had this, um, especially when I would drink or do drugs and I would wake up the next morning and I would just be in so much shame. I would have so much rage. I would just be like, what is wrong with you? There is, Um, and it really kept me in a hole and it kept me very stuck for a long time. So the next one is the underminer. This is the part that undermines self-confidence and self-esteem. And this stops you from taking risks that might end in failure. And it doesn't, this part really doesn't want you to think that you're too confident or powerful because then you'll put yourself out in the world and take risks such as dating, getting promotions, starting a business, all of that. And so it's going to tell you that you're worthless and inadequate and you'll never amount to nothing. So why fucking bother? Like, don't even bother. Don't even go there, sister. There is nothing that's telling you that you are worth doing that. So this is... especially at the start, especially the start of my journey, this was such a core inner voice to me. And it was just saying like, you are so shit and there's no point in you even starting. And as I started to recognize this voice, I started to become friends with it. I started to do all those things. It, it's just shut up. (laughs) Like it's not that it never comes up. Sometimes it still gets triggered and it's like, who are you to do this? Uh, but now it's just, it's just not as strong. It's just not as prominent. So if you're resonating with any of these guys, I want you to uh, take a breath always with my content, take a breath (laughs) and know that this is about awareness. We're going to build awareness first. After we build awareness, we can beat that bitch down, (laughs) like fuck it off, get the results you want. But first we must know why the result isn't there and what's truly going on. Next destroyer. So destroyer is literally a sledgehammer for your self-worth. And this is what I tend to see when someone, well, for me, I just want to go and use me as an example because these are heavy topics and heavy concepts and I can only speak really for myself and my own inner voice. But I used to have this when a man would leave me. So in my relationships, I was very, you know, um, addicted, addicted, yeah, addicted, codependent on my partner. And so if someone would leave me, I would have this voice come in and it's like, you shouldn't exist. You shouldn't even be here. What's wrong with you? And we just, we put everything down to our self-worth and that if we were worthy of being here, then 
these things wouldn't be happening and they're only happening because we shouldn't be here for some reason. This is a really, really deep one. This is where we tend to like take on responsibility for everything that happens in our world. And, you know, if a partner yells at us, if we do something wrong, we're like, this is my fault. This is because there's something wrong with me. This is such a incredibly difficult one. It can literally suck the life out of you. It, you'll feel exhausted. It tends to put you in a really deep spiral where you won't reach out for help because you believe you can't be helped. I want you to right now, if you are like, I do this, I want you to get help right now. I want you to reach out to someone. I want you to talk to them. Even if it's sending me a message, talking to a therapist, talking to someone who will understand because this voice is very toxic, very dangerous, and we can work with it and we can change it and we can shift how you think and feel about yourself. I have had many, many clients come in with a very similar self-talk and I've been able to completely change their lives and how they think, view, and feel themselves. So I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with you if you actually do hear this voice. It's trying to keep you safe in some way for some reason and we can change it, okay? The next one is the guilt tripper. There's just a couple left here. So the guilt tripper is it's going to attack you for something that you, some action that you took or didn't take in the past that was harmful to someone. Okay. And it's for me, I used to cheat on men or lie. And so I held this, the guilt for me was you're a bad person. You just hurt people. You're not worthy of love. Um, you can't ever be forgiven. You can't forgive yourself. And I would just, I would just feel so guilty and so unlovable and so unacceptable about myself and to society that it was really detrimental to my self-esteem. So this, you might experience this, like if you forget someone's birthday or someone asks you to do something and you don't do it, or you don't do it to their whatever expectation or you're just learning to set boundaries and someone gets upset and they're like, you know, you shouldn't have done that. And you just feel so guilty and you can't seem to like let go of guilt. This also comes up with like mum guilt. So if kids aren't doing well at school or emotionally, they tend to blame themselves for, you know, not being around enough or not doing something enough or for being quote unquote a bad mom and they blame themselves. It's your fault that they aren't doing well. So the guilt tripper is always going to tell you it's your fault. It's because you're a bad person. Okay. And what you'll find is that all of these obviously intertwine and they're going to have layovers as well. The last one is the molder. And this one, I think everyone (laughs) can start to see in their life, but it tries to get you to fit a certain societal mold or act in a certain way that's based on your family or cultural mores. So this is really the rules, rules, rules that we have. And it can be, I mean, the mold can come from anywhere, right? Think about expectations of being female, loving, caring, polite, looking after the man, um, you know, being seen, not heard, being quiet, being the good girl, don't be too emotional or don't be too sexual or don't be not sexual enough or don't be, you know, whatever it is. And there's there's all of these, it's a, such a dichotomy and such a mindfuck too uh, of these double standards, but we try to fit into them and we try to like act, you know, enough, but not too much <laughs> like this, but not too much that or not. Blah, 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 blah. And we wear all these hats to be a woman. 
And males, they have their own as well. Yeah, assertive, aggressive, manly, don't cry. All of those sorts of things start to come in there. Italian, loud and fiery, overweight. I have to act a certain way for people to like me. All of these things that we believe we have to be. And if we don't fit into a box, right? For example, weight gain. This is a huge one here. If you gain weight, the critic is going to attack you because you now don't fit into a mold that praises you. And you're going to go, I'm not worthy because I'm fat, because I gained weight. And it's going to attack, attack, attack until you lose that weight again or whatever it looks like. And this really feels like wearing a straight jacket and just having a really big, um, uh, like a large rule book that's governing your life. So I want you to be aware of these different types because they are really integral to understanding yourself, your thought patterns and what's going on and what's keeping you at in this pattern that you can't seem to break out of. Because these thoughts, again, if you're having these on a, on a regular basis and it's not that you'll never have them again, but we start to shift them and change them. And the thoughts that go through my brain these days are so incredibly different to anything that I used to experience before this work. Yeah. And I want you to know that change is possible. Awareness comes first. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's lots of, lots of reasons, but I just want you to know two things that again, this is all about safety, keeping you safe, um, stopping you from being criticized, judged, unloved, abandoned, all of that, which basic brain function. Yeah. But you're, the second thing is like, she's always going to get activated when you try to change something or go outside of your comfort zone because that's breaking the rules. It's breaking what you deem safe. Um, it's breaking blah, blah, blah. So it's especially the thing that I see the most, right, is we get really excited about personal development. So just say you're listening to this podcast or another podcast or you see a program um, coming and you're like, wow, that's so amazing. That sounds really exciting. Then you get to the payment part and your brain is like, hmm, no, nah, maybe I can't afford that. Maybe I don't have the time. Nah, I'll just have to wait till next time. And it, it starts throwing some things that feel very calm and very legit. And we are like, oh my God, like, oh, of course, no, I can't afford it right now. And, or no, I really don't have the time right now. We start looking for all the reasons we cannot do this. This is because especially when it comes to personal development or changing something about yourself, we get so triggered because it feels so unsafe. What happens if I do change and I get there as results? What else is going to change in my life? Or what happens if I start and I don't get the result and then I've wasted all of this time, money, energy, whatever it is. And so it's like, it's better just not to start, honey. Like just stay exactly where you are. And so the brain starts future pacing, future projecting all of these potential challenges and limitations. We look at them and we go, yep, that feels super true. I don't want to experience any of those things. You know what? I would rather not experience that than stay where I am. And so we stay where we are because those thoughts about, I can't do this. I don't have the money. I don't have blah, 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 creates this, creates a feeling of safety. Like it actually creates a feeling of safety when you're like, I'm going to make it work. I am going to have to give up my time. I'm going to have to sacrifice something here. It makes you feel uncomfortable. 
If you start looking to the future and thinking about those results, even though you want them, you know that things are going to have to change. Think about taking those actions, right? Think about the the thoughts and feelings that come up around those actions, having to set a boundary, having to change your diet, having to run the business, be seen on social media, um, ask for help, be vulnerable. Think about actually having to do that. And you're going to be like, (laughs) and it doesn't feel safe in your body. Again, it starts bringing up all of these feelings and we want to avoid discomfort. So the action we take is I can't do this right now. So it's inaction. That's what happens. And I see this over and over and over because the person and how I know it's true is that the person goes, all right, I really want this. I would do anything for it. They're super keen and I tell them the price and then they're like, I can't because of this or this, or I've got to talk to my partner or blah, 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 blah. And the deeper we get into it, I'm like, what's really going on here? You know, I I just want to understand, like, what's the feeling you're experiencing? They're like, oh, you know, I'm scared that if I do invest this money, I'm not going to get the result. And that means I failed and la, 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 la. So all of these things start coming out. And it's always interesting to ask yourself, like, where am I spending my money? Where would I spend it anyway? Because generally we're quite happy to throw money at Uber Eats or a new pair of shoes or an expensive dress or a car or a house or all of those things because they're safe. Because we get a thing in front of us that we have been told by society will make us successful, that will make us feel good. We have it in our hands. It feels like a tangible thing. Unfortunately, that win that we feel when we buy that only lasts for like a day (laughs) or maybe a week or maybe a couple of months if we're lucky. And then it goes again because fundamentally the thought hasn't changed. We haven't actually shifted or changed our thoughts. And so we get the same result. So this work asks you to confront parts of you and to push past, I need something tangible for the result to be real because the result is real. It's inside of your brain. And then you start seeing the external world change. And as that external world changes, you get feedback, your thoughts just continue to get better and better. You get better at controlling your feelings and everything just feels amazing. So I want you guys to be aware of this. Is is there something that you've been wanting to do in your life where you're like, I can't afford it, but then a holiday comes up and you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll make it work because that's where you need to go. That thing that feels good for you, that you know is for you, is where you need to go, even if it feels really scary because your feelings and your thoughts, they're not you, but you still need to be aware of them and how they're controlling you because if you're not aware of them, they are in control. Okay. Okay, that is inner critic. And I just, I, the first thing I want you to do here is start to become aware of it. Really understand, like, where is this coming up? Which one do I really identify with? Is it the molder or the guilt tripper or the destroyer or the underminer or the perfectionist or the inner controller or the taskmaster? Which one of these do I resonate with? And start to look at how that comes up in your life and how it's holding you back. Because Again, awareness, first step, always going to preach it. <laughs> you don't, can't change something you don't have awareness of. Now the emotion line. This is when we come into emotional management and learning to feel discomfort. I am still going to do an episode on emotions just as emotions and uh, managing them. 
But the, the things that I want you to start practicing right now is one, knowing that emotions will not kill you. They are not going to do anything to you. They're not actually physically hurting you, even though physically it feels like they're hurting you, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, it's not like someone's come and chopped your hand off. That is not what's happening. Even though with emotions, it kind of feels like someone came in, like pulled your heart out or, you know, squeezed your stomach together or put a knot or whatever it is. But this is not the truth of what's happening. And I want you guys to really build awareness of that. You can feel your emotions and you can heal with your emotions, but you can't avoid them because when you avoid them and when you, because when, yeah, sorry, when you're avoiding them, you're going to take these actions to avoid them. So I feel the anxiety and I eat to get rid of the anxiety or I don't take the action to decrease the anxiety. And that keeps you in this loop because when you go and eat or you don't do the thing, your result is not the result you wanted. And then it feeds back into this thought. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't have done that, whatever it is. And that creates this again. So even though you may do things or you may have these thoughts, when we get to the feeling part, we can start to allow ourselves just to feel without having to do or change it. And this is not getting stuck in that feeling because I see this as well, but it's like, I'm feeling this feeling. I'm going to release this feeling. I'm going to do what's needed. And then I'm able to make a more logical decision on what action needs to be taken. Because when we're in the feeling, we're in fight and flight response and our brain just like escape, abort, and it will just do anything to get you out of that situation. Even if it's not in alignment with your higher self, <laughs> it doesn't give a shit. Your primal part of your brain, your emotional part of your brain doesn't give a shit about your goals. I can tell you that much and you probably can also tell me that. It cares about safety. So it's going to go, whatever. I just want to stay exactly where I am and stay super safe and we can't deal with the feeling. So you start to build emotional resilience. You start to build all of these things and you're going to get so far in your life. So, so far. Okay. So this is why we don't get results. This is the whole thing because our thoughts and our feelings are controlling our actions and that controls our results. If our thoughts and feelings are not in alignment with what we actually want or they send us off track and they put us back in the same loop, then we will not get to where we want to be. We'll move further and further off our path. We will need more validation for from external world to feel better. And when we're looking for that, it means that we people please. And when we're people pleasing, it doesn't feel authentic. It always feels a bit fucked. And so again, that creates the same cycles. This is it's a lot. Like I know it's so much. I'm just like, ah, oh, and I don't want to be overwhelming you guys, but I just, I so desperately want people to know about this so they can go, oh shit. Okay. Now I can get results. Now I can change something completely within me, completely within me. And this is what I teach you guys. This is how I help my clients and I teach them how to manage emotions and manage their thoughts. And I, I give so many tools because the results are just incredible. Holy shit. Like this is, this is why it's my mission on earth just to talk about this like day in, day out. Even if it, people are like, oh my God, stop talking about it. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Everyone needs this. So I really hope that you've identified some things today within you and why you're getting results. 
If this is more stuff that you want and you want to keep going and you want to learn more, I invite you to join me from Fear to Fierce, my free masterclass I'm running next week on the 28th of April. It will be 7 p.m. Sydney, Melbourne time. And the link is in the bio on my Instagram, complete underscore by Caitlin. If you do want to ask me any questions, please slide into my DMs, ask me anything, share your takeaways. I want to hear from you guys, you know, rate the podcast, tell people about it, let them know. I just, I desperately want people to know that yes, this stuff feels scary. It can feel like a lot, but there is another way out. And that's what I promise you. There is a completely different way you can be living living your life. And that's what I want you guys to get from this. All right, that is enough for this podcast. I hope that you've gotten so much value out of it. And I will see you on the next episode.